Welcome to the latest training stock. My name is Donovan. Um, in today's discussion, we're going to kind of go into, I've been blessed to have some clients that I've worked with for over 10 years and some for 15 years. And there's a lot of little nuggets that I've learned, some that are surprises, some that I'm not surprised by. And I kind of break this, this down in this discussion coming up. Um, but uh, something that's kind of coming up also that I'm excited about is, you know, I have a trip coming up. Um, me and my wife, we, we try to do a, we try to take some time for ourselves uh, at least once a year um, if we're lucky to do that. And, and it's a blessing whenever we can. And so, you know, I use this time of the year to kind of reflect on the year, but also at the same time, it's a, it's a big planning part of our year. And the way our years usually breaks down is that, you know, we do a lot of planning from November or October to, to February, or it's kind of where we're doing a lot more meetings and things like that. And then we're cranking up our operational juice as we go into March, April, and May, and then it continues all the way to this point of the year where we start to kind of wind back down by the end of October where operationally it slows down a hair, but this year hasn't been that case. Um, it's still kind of cranked up, so we haven't quite calmed down yet, but it usually does drop off by the time we get to Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, I really, you know, use this time to kind of reconnect with the team, reassess, really think forward, think about what the vision is of this, the, the new, the new year. Um, and so, you know, this trip coming up, uh, which I'll explain probably more once we, once I get back, uh, about the trip and what, what I learned from it. Um, but before we get into that, I want to say if, if you, uh, can support by, subscribing to the podcast, subscribing to all our different channels, um, using our link tree that's in the, the bio notes or the show notes and clicking on those, following me on Instagrams, TikTok, YouTube. Um, you know, I want to continue to kind of make this content, make it, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make it an interesting, you know, things that are coming from my experiences of working with clients of all ages, businesses that we work with, brands, um, and breaking that down. But uh, sit back, get the details, the nuts and bolts of what it's like to work with clients for over a decade. Yeah. So I've been blessed to work with clients for over a decade. And I've been working in personal training for about 20 years, uh, coaching and, and building up our business. In the last 15 years, I've been to Northern California. And it's kind of interesting of what I have learned with working with a client for that amount of time. And I want to kind of share some of those thought processes of how that happens and what to do if you're working in a client-based business. How do you develop um, relationships that extends that, that long? Because most personal trainers work when they work with clients maybe one to two years is the shelf life. But we have been blessed and I've been blessed to be able to work with clients where my average is eight years. Um, and that's great because that allows you to truly build your business and be successful as a coach. So 
I'm gonna break it down into a couple things. How I start, how I maintain, and how does it equate to become decades? And so the important thing is that you find your style, but there's certain things that I feel like stay true to who you are as you develop these relationships. First thing is that you gotta care to wanna do it. You know, you gotta wanna be a coach, you gotta wanna see the success of the person you're involving yourself with and you're attaching yourself with, no matter what their goals are. And that's the, one of the biggest things, that's how you start, is once you have agreed on the, um, you know, the, the relationship of, I'm gonna work with you towards your set goal, you have to really nail down what that goal is and the why. Why do they have that goal? And why is it important for them to go after that goal? And once you start to learn those little things, you can really get to understand what motivates that person, what is the insecurities in that goal, what are the um, possible pinch points that will mean a lot to them because of how you listen. So finding out the goal, number one, at when you start, and then you have to build the trust. And the way to build the trust, there's several ways to build the trust. You can build the trust with, with your reputation. You can build your, your, the trust with your knowledge of the actual skill of what you're doing. So if you're working with somebody who wants to get stronger legs or they're a tennis player, you, you kind of break down the movements that they're doing and why they're doing them. Um, explaining um, how to equate those things. And one of the little tricks that I do is when I start working with somebody, I find out what their, their couple of pinpoints are. What are they, uh, what are a couple of little injuries or little things that are like holding them back? Um, and if I can address it right away and give them a quick fix. So like something that's common is like tightness in the shoulder or in the, the traps. If I can tell them the trick about rolling out their lats and how that releases usually 70% of the time, some of that little work will give them some relief, that starts to build trust. Oh, it worked. Um, if they're having some tightness in their knee, and it might be because I can see their IT or their hip is, is tight, and I give them a couple of tricks of how to stretch or roll out their hips in a correct way, and they get relief, that builds up trust. If I just show up consistently, uh, in that first month and I'm sending them things that they're interested in that will help them get towards their goal, that builds trust. Showing, putting in the effort outside of the session time is another great way to do that. And that also, what helps build that trust is those type of things, but building a genuine rapport with that person. So if you can start with that, you can start to get off the little goals or the little things that they didn't even realize, like little injuries that have been nagging them um, in the moment or for years. If, if there's ways to kind of take care of the acute stuff first, because often you got to take care of the acute stuff. You got to build a foundation and then you can kind of go to the next steps. And if you can get them to that goal, then we talk about how you're going to maintain. And how you maintain is... I, one of the biggest things that I preach to our team and to that like lives in the ethos of our business is consistency. So, you know, you don't want to be consistently bad, but you want to be consistently, you know, somebody that they can count on, somebody that is routinely um, there, uh, somebody who, who says they're going to do something when they do it, 
Um, and those types of processes of like focusing on the consistency, the day-to-day, because often a lot of service business have a hard time doing that. And it's not easy. It's kind of one of those simple things to say, I'm gonna be consistent, but it's tough because stuff happens. Um, So focusing on that consistency is a big, big piece. The next thing is get some, hit, hit some of those goals out of the park. So some of the goals that you started with when you first start with them, you want to do, and then some of the other goals that you want to, you just want to make sure that you kill it. You lose the weight, you get the inches, they do something. Um, you know, if they had a triathlon, you help them maintain that. That is all things that will help that board, that scoreboard in their head of like, Oh, he, he helped me. She helped me get to that point quicker. And as I was going back into that maintain, we have a, a little guest that had to, she had to uh, be a part of the conversation. Uh, my, my dog here, Penny, uh, she uh, wanted to build the connection, which makes my next point. So the, one of the tricks that I've learned too, with starting to, when you're working with somebody, once you're kind of a month, three months, four months in, is you start to kind of try to find who else is in their inner circle. Because when you have a, uh, you know, making big changes in your life can be lonely. And if you can get somebody, um, you can get their closer inner circle involved in their goal, it only enhances their success. And it also doesn't put all the pressure on you as a coach to be everything to that client. So those are opportunities that I'll use is like, hey, yeah, if somebody says, hey, my uh, cousin's in town or my mom's in town, um, you know, can they join? I say, yes. I sometimes don't even charge them for it. Yes. Bring them along because I want them to see what the journey, give them another look and build the rapport with that person so that you have a community behind, uh, your client's goal. And that in itself kind of, staples itself where I become more than just the coach. I become a little bit more of a friend. I build that rapport and I work with them in uh, goals that are not only about wellness and fitness, sometimes it can be about life because then I can incorporate the different uh, lessons I've learned from other clients and I can take this cloud of information I have of working with 40 so clients and bring it to them and say, oh, I've seen scenarios like this and this is how other clients have done it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And obviously, one of the things that is unique about it, then I can take, um, you know, I use, you have to use good discretion in in explaining those stories so that, you know, you're not uh, explaining other people's uh, business, but you use the lessons. The lessons within the story doesn't always need names to be able to explain, you know, something to a client to help, help them get through a patch that they're not understanding or they're having a tough time with. So once you do that and you've hit some goals, you've built a rapport, you've developed connections with some of the people in their inner circles, they are now ready for those next steps. And then how do I take this into the, you know, making a decade long um, relationship? Really, is you kind of repeat the process. Then you come back and you evolve with the client because what you'll see is that 
if you're starting to do a good job, um, the client will start to evolve, and it's not all on your influence, it's on their, their, their work, their self-work too, and you have to be able to step up to the plate and evolve with them. And what you'll see is what things they start to become more interesting to them, what are some of the highs and lows that are starting to happen to them, what are the just natural changes, you know, if they have kids, are their kids starting to have kids? Um, is, are they getting to a point in their life where they're about to retire? Are they about to shift to a new kind of space professionally? And you, so you need to start to evolve with them and help them clear the cobwebs in their decision-making. Um, and the ways you do that is obviously I, I do that still through the workouts, but you know, as having conversations of like, what is your next goals? What does that look like? And then taking those professional goals and be like, okay, so if you're interested in starting a new business, that's very intensive and in hours and stuff like that. How are you going to take care of yourself from a wellness perspective? So that's sustain sustainable. And we start to talk through that and start to kind of build out a plan and, and understand what, you know, what that's going to take out of them and what things and structures do we need to build before they go into that process. And it just only makes them more successful in that process in doing that. Um, the other thing is I continue to be a cheerleader uh, for that client. And one of the things that I've learned is that oftentimes, this is underrepresented un in a way, is that being a cheerleader is very underrated. And what I mean by that is that often, oftentimes people are getting negative, like little pricks and sometimes bullet holes into things that are happening to them day to day. People in a way saying they can't do something, saying that they are limited, um, just natural things like COVID and you know, you, just natural things that happen in life. They're late for something because of traffic. You know, all these little things is boom, boom, boom of things they can't do. And what I've learned is that I rarely, the key, I rarely so, say no to a client uh, about their goals if they can achieve something. Um, what I try to do, I try to reframe it. Even if I think the goal is pretty, pretty up there or pretty outside of what typically would fit into uh, their mantra, what I will say is I will say, yeah, we can go after that goal. This is what it takes to go after that goal. And then I will have them evaluate what it takes to, for that goal. And that will help set the framework for um, their future. But I say it in a positive way. I'm telling them they can do it. I'm just telling them what it takes to do it. And it's just a, it's a subtle thing versus saying, yeah, I don't think that's right for you. You can imagine how that feels if you've worked this grand kind of plan and idea in your head that you think you're going to be able to do this thing and you can't. So those being that cheerleader is very imperative and is very underrated. Um, you know, you, you want to begin to another way to kind of expand over the decades is kind of coming back to that connection inner circle is actually starting to expand into their inner circle and elevating their inner circles, wellness and 
uh, opportunities. So I've done this oftentimes where I've started with a person, then I've started working with their partner, then I started working with their child, uh, and then I started to work with other people that they are friends with or professionally. And before you know it, their clan is elevating with them. And they want to be a part of that story also. So it just extends the, the time life of that connection. So find those type of opportunities when you're working with a client is, is very key. And then, um, and when they invite you to uh, their biggest moments, try to go. You know, try your best to go to uh, their child's graduation, um, their birthdays that are significant for them. Um, you know, if they invite you to something that is significant for them, you know, do your best to be there um, because then it just shows that support and shows, you know, that you're invested in them and you're invested in their success. Um, and this is the last thing, and this is, this is a hard one to, to, to maneuver, but you, you can often be a great connector because if you're a successful coach or trainer, you often have a lot of clients who, and luckily if you work in different industries, uh, you have a diverse level of clients who've had different business skills. And you, you build these connections, and sometimes it gives you a little bit of power, but you understand that you use this power in a good way of, if you know that a client is struggling with something and you know you have another client who could potentially solve that problem is sometimes being the broker between that, not for any money, just only for the success of each person. I will often broker those opportunities for people to connect to, to extend that. And now you become a bigger resource than other than just the wellness. You're actually helping them with their success. And that's what makes me a success coach. So just one quick recap of how you can do this for working with a client for decades is you focus on how you start, you work on their goals, you work on building trust, you then focus on maintaining those relationships, getting some big wins with the goals, and then you want to find a deep connection or find a connection with somebody in their inner circle. And then to keep it going, you, just, you evolve with the client, you become a cheerleader, you, uh, you know, you, when they invite you to their biggest moments, be there, and then you use all your resources and you put it behind them to help them be as successful as they, as they want to. So you take all those things, you will continue to grow your client list and they will continue to come back to you because of what you do for them.